Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Brew Daddies. This week, we are at Seven Locks, which is a two-year-old Rockville, Maryland brewery. This is one of the first uh, breweries in the area, I think, or uh, one of the, uh, they're what, about two years old now. Where they are in Rockville, Maryland, in Montgomery County, had some really draconian distribution laws for beer and wine for a long time, so... So Maryland has been behind the curve in new breweries being established. Well, Montgomery County. Montgomery County, Maryland, yes, yes, to be specific. So Seven Locks Brewery uh, really seems to have a hyper-local focus. The name of the brewery is uh, a road nearby here in Rockville, Maryland. And many of the names of the beer are specific to this area and landmarks in Montgomery County, Maryland specifically. So we're just, you know, a few miles, 20 miles from D.C., uh, but Seven Locks is really focused on sort of very hyper-local Rockville and the surrounding areas in Montgomery County, Maryland. Seven Locks has a slightly different model than some of the small craft breweries in the area in that the owners have full-time day jobs. They decided that they wanted to start a brewery, and they went out and hired the best people that they could get to set it up and run it, as opposed to a lot of, you know, a lot of the local breweries are home brewers who go out and raise some money or invest their own money and quit their day jobs and go to work for in their brewery. Yeah, and they also just use their own money as well, so they didn't take any uh, investment from people, which lets them control the beers more, which is a good thing, I think. So let's talk about the tasting room. What do you think of it? I like the tasting room. You're in the brewery itself, which is nice. It's a little set off from the tasting room, but it's one big warehouse, basically. What I really like is the acoustic tiling on the ceiling. Yeah. Because in crowds and very loud places, I can't hear very well, and that acoustic tiling does amazing things to allow you to actually hear the people you're talking with, even when it's crowded. That's true. Um, Their tasting room's on the small side. Yes. Uh, but it's very, very comfortable, I find. It's uh, more bar-like. It's more like a bar. Well, they have that huge bar that they made. That's true. They made that. Which is gorgeous. Um, the other thing about the bar-like atmosphere is that they really are hoping to make their tasting room a gathering spot for local sort of local folks getting off of work and stuff, right? You know, they're open more days and longer hours than a lot of tasting rooms. They're open Wednesday to Sunday, and they stay open later. Um, like Friday and Saturday, they're open until 11 o'clock, which the breweries we know about, the breweries we tend to go to on a, you know, just to check it out, are closed like 6 or 7 on the weekends. Yeah. Also, like bars, they do things. They have events. So Thursday night is trivia night. Um, Friday night is Firkin Friday. Do you know, you know Firkin? Yeah. Okay. So every Friday night they open a Firkin. Yeah. Of something, of something unique, which is cool. We, we haven't been to that, but we should do that sometime. (laughs) That'd be fun. Definitely. I would Um, love to do that. It's a great idea too. Yeah, it really is. And then Saturday nights they have live music every Saturday night. Uh, and Sunday, dog friendly Sunday. I'm a dog guy. I love dogs. I have a dog, so you don't. You're not a dog person, are you? Oh, I love dogs. Oh, I just okay. don't want to have one. <laughs> right. Well, that's cool. So going and visiting other people's dogs exactly. might be fun too. Yeah, they really are They really are working hard to sort of establish this come hang out here. Um, we're your local bar, local brewery atmosphere. And yeah. I like it. Yeah, and they don't serve food. They do have some food trucks. 
again, check their website, check Twitter. Hopefully you can find out what's there before you go. But yeah, it's not a for certain thing there. No, but they have, uh, I found recently, this is interesting because when we went, last time we were there, I couldn't find that stuff on their website. But when we were getting ready to send and record this, I could. So now they have a pretty good listing of, of food trucks, but mostly on the weekends. They, they seem to be pretty well served on the weekends. So you can find out more about everything that Seven Locks Brewing offers and what's going on at night and uh, the kind of the, the bands that are playing on their Saturdays and things like that at sevenlocksbrewing.com, which, of course, will be in the show notes as well. Let's talk to Jim Beeman, one of the co-founders of Seven Locks Brewery. Hey, everyone. We're here today with Jim Beeman, the head brewer, owner, owner, owner. <laughs> owner of Seven Locks Brewing. One of one of the two owners. So. OK, I guess let's start off with how long have you been in business? From an operational standpoint, we'll be two years old. Uh, this, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we celebrate our birthday. And how did you get started? What, what gave you the idea to open a brewery? So I was a longtime home brewer and just always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something like this. Uh, moved out here from the Northwest in uh, Montana. And when I moved out here, there weren't a lot of brewery options. This was back in 2010. I uh, saw what it was up in the Northwest and what it had the potential to be out here. So I wanted to kind of take that from concept to reality and uh, go from kind of the home brewing concept to doing it on a larger scale. And um, one of our points was we wanted to make sure we hired the right people to kind of drive this forward too, since we, we both do work full time. So it, it, it was a labor of love, certainly a lot of nights and weekends and things like that to, to make the place function. So. so tell me, are there certain kinds of beers that you guys like to focus on here at Seven Locks? Sure. We, we tend to be a little more malt forward, a little less hop crazed. Um, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just the style that both Keith and I, when we sit back and, and have a beer, we tend to favor that a little bit more. Uh, our overriding philosophy is just a, an approachable beer for a wider swath of folks. So we, we don't... Uh, directed particularly to any one group of the craft beer segment. Our brewery, our beers are all focused on being local because that's our uh, our understanding of what the industry is becoming as a whole. It's becoming more local. So when we set out uh, the, the tap room, the names, everything has a local connotation. So anytime we name one of our beers, there is a local aspect to it. And even the name of our brewery, Seven Locks, just being an area on the CNO Canal that's very familiar to Montgomery County. Uh, there happens to be a jail named after Seven Locks as well, so we get that uh, where we prisoners question uh, every now and again, so that's kind of fun. So Surrender Dorothy was the graffiti that was over Seminary Road, or painted on the uh, Seminary Road Bridge that goes over the Beltway. And it's just kind of a famous local thing if you've seen the... Um, the pictures. So we wanted to just evoke a sense of local with that beer since it was so popular. That was the first one we decided to can. That that was the genesis of the name, just really playing off of the local theme. So, so tell us um, a little bit about your tap room and how you guys came up with the concept. And so the tap room is an open environment to the brewery uh, by design and uh, by default because we didn't have money to wallet off when we when we opened the business so in 
there was actually some rationale behind that, uh, having it open to the public. Uh, people want to experience the brewery. Uh, it's physically separated, but visually, you know, you feel like you're in the brewery. So uh, that was important to us to keep that element here. Excellent. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the business side of Seven Locks. Um, about how much how much beer are you producing on average a month or a quarter or a year, whichever you makes uh, more sense. So most recently, we're, we're probably at about 130 barrels a month. We just introduced another product line into our canning series, so that's obviously going to continue to grow. Uh, anticipate the canning volume is really going to be the big driver of growth. Uh, we are 100% self-distributed, so we have to balance those requirements with uh, market demands and, and making sure that we have, as I said before, the right people in the place, in right people in place rather to, you know, carry this forward. So, and where can people get Seven Locks beer? So we're, we are in over 150 locations, the bulk of which are in Montgomery County. That's been our big focus because of beer becoming more and more local. There are a lot of great breweries all over the place, so we want to focus on our home hometown, our home location. Adam, you got anything else? Nope. This is fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Oh, no problem at all. Tell us about beer, Adam. Tell us about the beer at Seven Locks. And I know you have to tell us something special about one of them. I do. So before we get into any tastings or anything like that, just a couple of notes. First, they have some really nice beers here. Many are definitely worth drinking over and over. Plus, they work really hard at refining their recipes. So, you know, a beer you like today, you may love tomorrow because they've tweaked that recipe. So it's always worth trying again and again. Second, Seven Locks really focuses on the malts rather than the hops. So most of their beers are around the 20 IBU level, which is fairly low. And only a couple of them, the IPA, for example, is around 60. So if you're looking for really highly hot beers, this isn't your place. If you love those flavors of malt, this is your place. The last thing we have to say is that one of their, I guess you would say, most popular beers, most I known beers. I'd call it a either. signature beer. Signature beer. Surrender Dorothy, we don't have in the tasting notes because, unfortunately, they didn't have it on tap when we were there. So we couldn't really taste it. Now, I we will totally could have tasted it. We could have just true had a can. Yeah, but I think a can is different than having it on tap. I agree. I agree. And that's I think that should be our focus. I agree. So, And we've drank in plenty of it before, so we could have just kind of said what that's it was. Fair. But Surrender Dorothy is a nice rye IPA that's really, really good. Love that beer. Yeah, highly recommended. Highly recommended. Uh, but let's talk about what we tasted when we were at Seven Locks. Sounds good. So the first beer we tasted was the Snake Den Saison. Did I say it correctly this time? I think so. Okay. It's, it's hard old. to say. It Snake is. Snake Den Saison. It is. It's like a tongue twister. Yeah. So the Saison, it's a light-colored beer with spicy aromas, some pepper and honey notes in it. It's brewed with a Belgian yeast strain, and actually they use three different Belgian yeast strains. Although, interestingly, this is what their literature in their store says, or in their brewery says but online they just posted a new description of it yeah and it says a completely different yeast interesting which i uh, like a french yeast i think is what it says so not quite sure i'm going with this because i think it does get some of those belgian flavors mm -hmm. so i think it is the belgian 
Now, it's also fermented at colder temperatures, which really subdues some of the characteristics of the beer, like some of the funkiness of the yeast, um, that type of thing. And it's, like I said, it's this is one of their beers that's only 20 IBU, so very oh, yeah. low hops. It's um, it's like a white wine of beers, you know? It's good that's with seafood. That's a good description. Yeah, yeah, good with seafood. It's a little fruity, a um, little bit of honey. And yeah, you get floral. a little sweetness as yeah. well from the malts. Not too sweet, though. Mm-hmm. Some grassy tones from the hops, but not a lot, because you're not getting a lot of hop flavor there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very nice drinking beer. And yeah, I think you're right. It would go great with food. I don't know if I would necessarily drink it a lot without food. I think it might go better with food. That's why I called it a white wine of beer. Yeah. You're not just going to be like, oh, let's just pop open a, one of these and get wasted. <laughs> it's not a football watching beer. No, <laughs> I would agree with that. And neither is the next beer we tried. All right. The Grazer. This is a really interesting beer. It's an oak-smoked wheat beer. So if you don't like smoked beers, you're not going to like this one. I do like smoked beers, but I do have to say, while I love the smoky aroma and the smoky flavor of it, I thought the smokiness overwhelmed everything else. Got a slight bitterness, but really not too much. I mean, it is a low IBU, 20 again. But still, I, I would have liked to get some additional flavors out of this. Not necessarily the malt flavors, maybe some hops. Something to counteract the smokiness, because I just found it a little overpowering. I loved it. I loved it. I love smoked stuff. I love smoked ever, anything. I I thought it tasted like apple pie cooked on a campfire. <laughs> yeah, and looking at Untapped, a lot of people said that it tasted like drinking a campfire. Yeah. In yeah. a good way, because okay. they yeah. really liked it. Uh, it got pretty high rankings on Untapped. All right. From most people. Well, I loved it. I really did. How'd they make this stuff? Do you know? They smoked beer? Yeah. You smoked malt. Yeah, you smoked the malt. No, and that yeah, just, I know that, uh, <laughs> but I was asking. <laughs> did you? Did I just completely miss you talking about the hops and the grains and everything? Because you talked mostly, I thought you just right. talked mostly about like your reaction to the smokiness. Yes. Okay. I mean, they brewed it with noble hops. Um, but there's just not a lot. I mean, you don't taste the malt. You don't taste the hops. Ah, okay. There's just not a lot of character, and that's what I would like to see a little bit more of. So I just have to say something here for our listeners. Adam is a vegetarian. I am a meat eater. I'm a meat eater who loves to barbecue. (laughs) Adam, less so. So I wonder if that has anything to I do barbecue with barbecue tofu with the best of them. You grill tofu, that's which is different than barbecuing. Yes, that's right? true. Like I cook meat for long periods of time over over smoke, um, and I smoke stuff too. So I eat a lot more stuff that has strong smoky flavors. So that may be the difference. Yes, that very well could be. So if you like smoke stuff, if you like barbecue, if you like that, you know, if you eat a lot of that stuff, then you you might really really like this. But if you're Somebody who hasn't eaten a lot of stuff like that. Although I have had other smoked beers that I like a lot. I think for me, it's just I don't like that as too much defining character of the beer. I like it as a character. Okay. The next beer we tried was the Devil's Alley IPA. Very nice beer. Very citrusy. I thought it was almost tutti frutti or bubblegum aroma. Um, Maybe a little banana even. Very nice light color. Little grassy, earthy tones with moderate 
bitterness. It's one of the highest IBUs of all their beers at 65 IBUs. It's just a little bit higher than Surrender Dorothy. And I, it was just a really nice, easy-drinking IPA. Very well-crafted. I thought it was put together very well. All those flavors kind of melded together into a really nice beer. I thought there were some amazing flavors. I got a little bit of banana sweetness, maybe. And then I was trying to figure out... I got sort of a peppery, grass, grassy thing. Spite, a little spicy, but I think that they said in the description that was at the tasting room, pine, which could fit, could yeah, fit with I that, I got right? the grassy, earthy tones as well, yeah. though, definitely from uh, the hops. And, you know, you did get some, I think, of the malty sweetness, but it was pretty mellowed out by everything else. Mm-hmm. And, it was a little, and it was bitter, just bitter enough so that it was a balance to the sweetness. And... You know, looking at Untapped, this is one of the highest ranked beers for Seven Locks. So a lot of people like that one. The next beer is the Redland Lager. And this is a, believe it or not, red ale. <laughs> uh, I think people are going to run out of th- ways to use the word red in red ales. It's going to take a while. They're at Redland. Probably should have figured out where Redland is. It's got to be something in Maryland. Of course. Something in something Montgomery in Montgomery County. County. Yeah. Maybe another prison. I want to know where Devil's Alley is. <laughs> Maybe I that's another prison that. too. <laughs> Who knows? So it's a red ale. Uh, definitely some nice, I thought, clove, peppery aromas. A sweet, malty taste with hints of banana. A little bit of bitterness, I thought, at the back of the throat. Again, it's like 20 IBUs, so pretty low IBUs. And it's really the malts that are put on display in this beer but i think like most of their other beers even though the malts are on display it's really not like one of those sickly sweet malty beers you can get sometimes yeah it's a little too sweet for me i thought it was more cidery not bad little on the sweet side for me but it's another one of those beers that i would think of as a pairing beer you know like i think it would probably go well with and i can't remember if they said this, or I, or I wrote this down in my notes, but like a spicy Indian or Asian food. I agree with that. The sweetness would really do well like, with that. Yeah, but it's again, it's another, it's another beer as wine kind of thing. And I'm not complaining about that. I mean, that's really cool. But yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a, yeah. you know, have friends over and and have a cookout and drink a bunch of beer kind of. That was my view as well. And I thought, you know, if they did a little bit more hoppiness in it. It would make it that kind of drinking beer. Surprisingly, a lot of the people on Untapped love it as a drinking beer. Really? Yeah. It surprised me too. But yes, there's a lot of people who really like this beer and like it just to go and drink. Okay. I mean, like I said, it's cidery. So, you know, and if you like sweet and you like the malt, yeah, I could see that. One more beer. One more beer. One more beer. But, oh, what a beer. (laughs) <laughs> the last beer we did was their Blockhouse Point Stout. And I forget, was this on Nitro when we were there or not? I don't think so. I don't believe it was. No. They do it on Nitro as well. The one we had, though, yeah, I believe was not on Nitro. This has some really nice coffee, chicory aroma, almost sweet aroma, if that's a term. Yep, yeah, I, I think it is. And Chocolate can smell sweet yes. and be bitter. 
yes. which this stout accomplishes. Yeah, in, my opinion. in terms of the taste, you definitely get some coffee, cocoa, chocolatey notes. I thought it was almost like a mocha. I thought dark chocolate, you know, a good 70, 80% dark chocolate, 70%, 80% cacao, dark chocolate. Yeah, it's yeah. just bitter enough, but just sweet yep. enough. It's, I, yeah, some I loved it. residual maltiness, sweetness in there, yeah. which really set off that bitterness from the coffee. And wow, did I really like this. It's, it's, it wasn't as thick as some stouts can be. It was a little lighter, which I liked as well. But wow, very, very nice. And again, on Untapped, this was one of their highest ranked, if not, I think it was the second highest ranked beer they have. My name is Brady. And do you come to Seven Locks often, or is this your first time? This is my first time today. First time today? <laughs> your first time? It's my first time because I'm here today. <laughs> ah, okay, so uh, tell, us, tell us what you think of it so far and what your favorite beers are in the space. Um, I like it. I started out with a flight, so I got a, a sampler of five different ones. And the one I liked the most was um, the Devil's Alley IPA. So are you, are you having a full pint of that? I did. I, I transitioned the, the taster of the flight into a full pint. Excellent, excellent. So you have a you have a, you brought a friend with you. Tell us a little bit about who you're here with. Uh, my friend is a three month old baby who is uh, mine and my wife's. <laughs> um, her name's Scarlett, and she's learning how to adapt to a brewery life. That's fantastic. So, do you come out to breweries with your husband a lot? Yes. And do you enjoy coming out to breweries with your husband a lot? I do, but in the summertime I was pregnant, so he got to enjoy them while I watched him drink. So now I get to actually drink, so that's nice. Uh, much better, much better. Yeah. So tell me, what do you like about the space here at Seven Locks? Well, it's a little different from other breweries that we've been to, but this is, this is cool. It's our first time here, so I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, listen, thank you all very, very much. What's your name? Brittany. Brittany? Yes. Cool. And what's the baby's name, if you don't mind? Scarlett. Scarlett. All right. Well, welcome to Seven Locks, and I uh, hope you guys have a good time. We're here with another patron at Seven Locks. Tell us your name. Tonus. Nice to meet you, Tonus. Um, so we hear you're a regular at Seven Locks. Tell us what you like about the place. Uh, well, uh, I like the beer. Most of the beer is really good over here, what they have. Uh, somebody told me that uh, compared to Maryland, it's one of the best, really. All right. All right. What's your favorite beer here? Right now it's a Scottish ale, but the uh, Devil's Alley is definitely up there also, yeah. All right, everybody seems to like the Devil's Alley IPA yeah, here. Uh, how long have you been coming here? Uh, since they opened up. Wow, so a few years now, right? They're, what, two years old? Excellent, excellent. Twice a week at least. Really? Yeah, twice or three times a week. That's fantastic. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much, Dutch, and uh, keep enjoying Seven Locks. I will, I will. Well, if you want to get a beer from Seven Locks Brewery, it's, uh, what, 30 to 45 minutes from Midtown, D.C. in Rockville, Maryland. Yep. You can find them online at sevenlocksbrewing.com. On Twitter, at Seven Locks Brewing. They are open Wednesday through Sunday. Long hours for breweries. Great parking. We highly recommend them. Highly recommend Seven Locks. Yes. And remember, if you liked what you heard, please do rate us on Apple Podcasts.